Hi, this is James Mercer from The Shins. This is Shirley Manson. This is Low Tallest, co-founder of The Cure. This is Huey Lewis giving you the story behind the song. The story behind the song is back with an exciting second season. We peel back the layers on music's most iconic hits with legendary artists like The Killers, Heart, The B-52s, Violent Femmes, Jewel, Huey Lewis, Modern English, and more. To keep the music flowing, we'll be sprinkling in classic episodes from our archives between each new one. So check out the story behind the song wherever you get your podcast. So I have a story to tell you. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, it's not a story. It's it's kind of a, it's a dream. Um, <gasps> Yay! <laughs> but it's not my dream. It's Jordan's dream. Okay? Oh, funny. Okay. <laughs> but <laughs> he just told me earlier, and I was like, I gotta tell Bethany. So mm-hmm. last night he had a BTS dream where he was at probably what I picture is like a large college lecture hall Mm -hmm. or like maybe some sort of small auditorium. But he Mm -hmm. said that he was in like a really small venue space and it was packed with people completely full and BTS was about to like perform a concert there, but it was so small. Yeah. He was like, people weren't as hyped up as they should be. Like he was like looking around, like, do you guys know like who the fuck this is? Like this is BTS, you know? And I was like, I asked him like, Oh, so like nobody was really like cheering or whatever. And he was like, I mean, there were some people, but Mm -hmm. like overall Noah. And then, you know, he just was like, how are people not going crazy? And, um, he said in his dream, somebody like next to him, like left and then BTS left the stage and started, or the stage, like the front area and Mm -hmm. started walking up the aisles, like into the people. And there was Jordan moved over. So there was an empty seat by the aisle and J-Hope came and sat down and like rapped to him. Oh my gosh. (laughs) he, (laughs) He was like, this is one of those dreams where everything feels so real and so like Mm -hmm. I was sitting there thinking like damn like this like he's real this is real like this is so crazy and um then he also said like Yoongi was across the aisle like like a section away or something and he yelled like Yoongi you're the best and he said Yoongi turned around and said you're the best back really yeah and Jordan (laughs) was like I thought that was so cool because you know like I just said it in English and he like understood Mm -hmm. me and turned around and said it back and like anyways like this dream was so real to him that it felt like all of that was really happening and I was like yeah like that's just what an incredible dream to feel that close to them or be that close at some point to them even if it's in a dream yeah the feeling yeah well I was like you know that that feeling that you're having in the dream I totally get it because it's the same feeling we had at Fort Worth when we were so close and I was like honestly next time that they tour because we have this promise that like we will go to any possible, mm-hmm. you know, tour that we can. And Jordan was like, I think I really, am I a fanboy? Like, I feel oh. like a fanboy. 
And so anyways, we just said next time they release tour dates, we're going to find the smallest venue that they're going to in the United States. And we should go to that one. Like, yeah. Smart idea. Fort yeah. Worth was really small and such a blessing to everyone there. I think even the people who weren't in the GI section. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. I mean, compare like comparing that to what we saw at Soldier Field. Mm-hmm. Wow. Drastic yeah. difference. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, wow, that is so I great. <laughs> yeah. I love BTS dreams. <sighs> They're the fucking best. Mm-hmm. Um, but welcome back, you guys. Yeah, welcome back. I'm Kayla. And I'm Bethany. And this is Standing BTS. Yes. Yes. Welcome to another wonderful episode where we get to hang out for about an hour and just talk about BTS. What a wonderful hour it is, too. But disclaimer, this is an informative fangirl podcast. That means that we're going to fangirl, laugh, and learn a little bit along the way. Yep, that's right. This is an explicit podcast, though, so if you aren't cool with that, you can dip out now. We won't blame you. Totally. But if you're down for some, I feel like I'm missing BTS more than ever, so Mm -hmm. this is a perfect time to do the fanfic files. Yes, I agree completely with that. I miss Mm. them so much. Or I really do love seeing BTS having a wonderful time on their break. Yes, it's like just so wonderful to see them all in their own element doing whatever they want to do, you know? Mm -hmm. So if you're here for all of that, then you're in the right place Today, we are back with another episode of the Fanfic Files, Mm -hmm. which if you don't know, this is a series where we search for a fanfic, summarize it, and then tell the other person about it live on the podcast. And what's really cool about this is that neither of us know which fanfic the other one chose. Mm -hmm. And that's the part that really makes it fun, but it also makes research difficult because... We can't say anything to each other, but we are in love with both of our fics, especially this time around. We both seem to really love our fics, Um, so it's been really hard to stay quiet. Right, so we're (laughs) really excited to tell each other about it today, Um, Mm -hmm. but before we get into it, we do have to thank you wonderful armies for being here and for supporting us. If you're a fan of this show and you want to show your support for us, you can do that by telling people about the podcast, by writing a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or really wherever you listen and then if you want to go above and beyond and show us extra support you can do that by donating monthly to our patreon at patreon.com slash standing bts or if you'd like you can make a one-time donation at paypal.me slash standing bts podcast your support helps us to improve the quality of our content and to continue putting out weekly episodes any support is super appreciated uh we're glad that you all are here thanks for everyone who reaches out to us it really Mm -hmm. makes our week um so yeah yeah um also with the show notes this week that we're posting on patreon we have separate show notes so mm-hmm. you guys will get to see like bethany's note-taking style versus my note-taking style oh so different so different <laughs> <laughs> i literally texted her about the formatting of her document earlier because yeah. we're like not that far off on word count but hers is like double the page length <laughs> that mine is <laughs> When you asked me this morning, you were like, how many pages? I didn't even answer the question. (laughs) You were like, um, what's your word count? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So funny. So yeah, you guys can see that on our our Patreon. Right. Okay. 
So let's go ahead and get into it because we hope that we can keep this within an hour time frame. Yeah. So my fanfic is called Vamos. Oh. And I know. I thought, <laughs> oh, Kayla's going to like this. Yeah. So Vamos is written by RNA on AO3. The author's summary and notes describe the fic as Namjoon and his buddy Jungkook go to a tropical resort together. Things happen. Ooh. So main the main point of view is from Namjoon, but Jungkook is the deuteragonist, which is like the second importance to the antagonist. Mm-hmm. So we get both their point of views, but it's mostly Namjoon. Vamos was published on June 11th, 2018. It's 20,325 words. There's 50 comments, 797 kudos, 204 bookmarks, and 8,757 hits. Wow. Yeah, so it's a popular one. Mm -hmm. Okay, you ready? I'm really ready. (laughs) Okay. So chapter one is titled Chaos. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah? Chaos in Spanish. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Turbulence is generally fine with Namjoon, but this time around, it's particularly intense. When the plane makes a prominent lunge, he grabs his seat, looking over at Jungkook, only to find his his travel companion completely passed out. Thankfully, after they receive their lunch meals, the remainder of the flight is pretty stress and turbulence-free. So Namjoon manages to get through the pigeon by Patrick Suskind and writes some notes about it in his journal to think about later. He writes, The pigeon brings chaos into one's otherwise perfectly planned life. Nature of change. Nature of this trip. So when Namjoon and Jungkook arrive to their destination, they look for Sokjin, the man responsible for driving them to their hotel. The ride to their hotel is long but enjoyable. Sokjin tells them about all the various things they can do and things that they can do at the resort. Namjoon shares how he's a ghostwriter, mostly writing autobiographies, and that Jungkook's career is a comic artist. As they pull up to their luxurious seven-building resort, Sokjin gives them his card, telling them that over their two-week stay, they should feel free to give him a call if they need anything. When they enter the lobby, they're greeted by the hotel's receptionist, Hosok. Jungkook immediately asks them about the hotel's pool. Hosok says, Pool? We have five pools, actually. We have a wave pool. We have a kid pool. Stay out of that one. You're not 12, right? (laughs) But we have a competitive swimming pool, and we have an anything-goes relaxation pool. Oh. I don't mean you know. (laughs) You can do that that at your hotel room, though. Two queen beds. Jungkook laughs at Hosok's comment while Namjoon takes 14 pamphlets from Hosok's hands. Hosok then says, this place can be a little overwhelming at first, but don't worry. Oh, we have something for that too. Hosok grabs another pamphlet and says, meditation. Yoongi is an absolutely fantastic teacher. Really, you'll get put in a trance. I could barely feel my pulse. Oh, shit. When Namjoon and Jungkook get to their hotel, Jungkook changes into his swim trunks and hits the pool while Namjoon snuggles up in bed reaches out onto the bedside table and grabs a pamphlet blindly. The pamphlet reading, The Art of Tango with Park Jimin. Oh. Mm-hmm. 
Namjoon wakes up the next morning and sees Jungkook is passed out, sprawled out messily on his side of the room. Instead of waking him, Namjoon secures his fanny pack to his waist that he's so sure he has everything he needs inside it, including his notebook. After eating the breakfast buffet, Namjoon rummages in his fanny pack to find his little notebook, but of course he struggles to find it. He groans and sits down on one of the couches in the hotel entrance, sifting through his little humiliating crotch bag. He pulls out a slightly crumpled pamphlet to get it out of the way. He overhears a conversation from the person standing right in front of him that has his ass fairly close to his face. (laughs) Typically, an ass is an ass, and Namjoon takes a small moment to look at it, then look away. This time, though, he double takes, then stares, mouth gaping at the ass in front of him. It's the most beautiful thing he's seen at the resort (laughs) since he got there. He hears soft laughter in the distance, like it's the soundtrack to the ass he's looking at. And suddenly it fades and the ass becomes a crotch. Damn. Well, it doesn't turn into a crotch, (laughs) but the person the ass belongs to has turned around and so Namjoon quickly looks up. (laughs) Oh, sorry, the man says, having almost walked into him dick first. He laughs, running a hand through his black hair. I'm so flustered today. Damn, we're really going there right at the beginning of this. (laughs) I know. (laughs) It's so good, though. It's so good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's that's okay, Namjoon says, with his right hand clutching the pamphlets, his left hand submerged in his dumb fucking fanny pack. He should have just left at home. (laughs) The man's surprised eyes make their way to the pamphlet in Namjoon's hand. Fingers still holding back a tuft of his ink black hair. Oh, my pamphlet. You interested? I teach tango here, you know, the dance. Yes. The man does the smallest little movement with his hips. Namjoon is sure it's the most sensual thing he's ever seen. (laughs) No, 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 no. I can't dance, Namjoon says. The man laughs, a melodic, beautiful laugh. That's what the classes are for. Namjoon stands up suddenly because all his blood has pulled to his crotch and he needs it to disperse. (laughs) The man's gaze follows his eyes as he stands, then drops a little to his chest before rising back up. Oh, you're tall and you have great posture, he says as he starts to turn away. I'd reconsider, he says over his shoulder as he walks away. Damn, this is already so much Minjoon. I know. (laughs) Amazing. Keep going. I was not planning on doing Menjoon, but you it just happened. Ah. No, <laughs> it just happened. Afterwards, Namjoon decides to join Jungkook at the beach, floating lazily on surfboards. Jungkook mentions how he'd like to get drinks later, and Namjoon says he'd, tr- he'd like to try the meditation class. Afterwards, Namjoon attends Yoongi's meditation class, and Jungkook skips out to go get a massage. The instructor is sitting in the front of the room, Min Yoongi, from one of the pamphlets. He looks exactly like he did on the advertisement, complete with the little stoic face and flat-lined mouth. As Namjoon finds a place to sit, one of Yoongi's eyes slide open, watching Namjoon sit down, then closes again. Save for that, Namjoon thought he might as well have been dead. Throughout the class, Yoongi's rumbled, slow voice guides him like a string attached to a needle attached to the center of Namjoon's chest, keeping him upright. Namjoon thoroughly enjoys the meditation class and finds himself courageous enough to thank Yoongi after the lesson. Yoongi offers him some additional advice, and Namjoon asks him to join him and Jungkook for drinks later. Yoongi just kind of shrugs and says sure. 
Later that night, Namjoon, Yoongi, and Jungkook sit down at the resort's restaurants for drinks. When their evenly tanned, sun-kissed server cheerfully introduces himself. My name's Young. I'll be your server for tonight. Yoongi, haven't seen you here in a while. Yoongi smiles up at him. I've been adopted by some tourists. <laughs> Cute. So what can I get you guys? Yoongi orders a martini, Namjoon a pale ale, and Jungkook also a pale ale, although he's not certain that's what he really wants. Before Taeyang leaves, he turns on his heel and looks at Jungkook. Oh, sorry, can I see two pieces of ID? Jungkook huffs, insulted. What? I'm legal. I know, Taeyang says sadly. I just have to be careful. You look like a teenager. I what? (laughs) (laughs) Namjoon calms Jungkook, saying... Young's just doing his job. Jungkook's pretty pissed about it all and is even more pissed that he has to go back to their hotel, their hotel room to get two forms of ID. When Jungkook gets back, he bitches out loud to Yoongi and Namjoon about their server clearly is just out to get him and Young's just annoyed about his life or his job or whatever and he's taking it out on him. Young happens to approach the table mid-bitch and <laughs> hears everything Jungkook says. Young hands him his drink and says... I just carded you because you looked a little young, okay? I figured you were legal, but I had to make sure. To be honest, I thought you were kind of cute, but not anymore. And for the record, I'm not annoyed with my life. My life is great. You're the one who sounds miserable, not me. So I hope you feel good about ruining my night. Asshole, enjoy your fucking stupid beer. Damn. <laughs> I know. It's like Because shit. like when you were saying that, I was thinking, wow, Jungkook is like way overreacting about getting carded. Like, yeah. I mean, who's mm-hmm. mad that they look young? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, bitch, I'm mm-hmm. 24 and I look young. Like, whatever. But, like, mm-hmm. Young went off. That's amazing. <laughs> Jungkook looks absolutely horrified, gutted as Young leaves. And Yoongi simply sets his martini glass on the table and says, you guys are a lot of fun. <laughs> When they get back to their hotel room, Jungkook is basically inconsolable, feeling god-awful for ruining Young's night. He tried to apologize, but their new server claimed Young had turned in early for the night, and it was against resort policy to tell them where Young was staying. June, Jungkook says suddenly, looking worried. He stares at him from the bed, looking pale. I'm no different from them, am I? From all the other stupid tourists here. Namjoon feels particularly wounded by the vague half-statement, half-question, because he was just considering the same thought himself. The next morning, Jungkook leaves early to go searching for Young again, because he's desperate to apologize. Namjoon eats the hotel's buffet breakfast alone again, but he's not bothered be- because he can see the tango dancer chatting and laughing with Hosak at the front desk. Once again, Namjoon finds himself directly across the dance instructor, who smiles and says, Hey, you let me down. I did? Namjoon asks, gravitating towards him. Yeah, he says, looking like he's stern, but then bursts into a bright smile. I'm just kidding, but you should have come by. I don't think you realize how bad of a dancer I am, Namjoon adds. (laughs) How do you know you're a bad dancer? Because everyone I've ever known has told me, Namjoon says, including prom dates. Aha, the tango instructor says, raising a small finger in the air. Only you can decide whether you're a bad dancer or not. I don't know what to tell you, Namjoon says, honestly. (laughs) Tell me yes, he almost purrs, raising an eyebrow sensual. 
It's so German. <laughs> I know. He suddenly breaks his seriousness and laughs again. Namjoon laughs along because he's so beautiful, he doesn't want to let him down. I might drop by during your next lesson, Namjoon says slowly. Awesome. I'll see you there. What's your name? He offers, holding out a small hand for Namjoon to take. Namjoon. Namjoon, I'm Jimin. Nice to meet you, dance partner. Oh, so cute. so cute. It's so cute. So now we get, this is the first time we get Jungkook's point of view. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Jungkook is continuing his mission to find Young to apologize. Also, I did not know that this was going to be a Taehyung, partial Taehyung fit, I swear. <laughs> I didn't realize it until like halfway through the first chapter. I was like, oh God, <laughs> I swear. So Jungkook goes to the restaurant again and the manager refuses to directly, to directly tell Jungkook where Taehyung is. But he does stress that he's not working today. Jungkook then mopes an hour in the hotel lobby, then goes and mopes on the terrace of the second floor, and finally, when he believes he's exhausted the two best moping locations, he heads for the beach. When he's sitting in the sand, he hears shuffling beside him and looks over to see a pair of beautifully tanned legs covered in water droplets, following upward to the red shorts and especially soft belly. Young, he suddenly says, launching up from the sand, Taeyang looks very unamused to see Jungkook, but Jungkook pleads Taeyang to talk to him and that he's honestly just wanting to apologize. Taeyang's very unforgiving at first, and Jungkook thinks that if he were Namjoon, he might be able to somehow analyze the situation or rationalize it in a way that would be understandable and helpful to him. But he's not Namjoon, so all his brain is thinking is, I'm sad. Mm. Taeyang eventually does forgive Jungkook and agrees to let Jungkook buy him lunch, but he ends up ordering the lobster, which is cute. (laughs) When Namjoon gets back to the hotel, he sneakily grabs Jimin's pamphlet while Jungkook fills him in on his day with Taeyang and how he apologized and how they got lobster for lunch and then they went surfing and then they kissed. Namjoon's surprised by the kissing portion and warns Jungkook to take things slow but he's too distracted by Jimin and the dance class to say any more. As he leaves the hotel room, Namjoon lies to Jungkook, saying he's leaving to go hang with Yoongi. Oh my gosh. Well, like, Namjoon is one to talk. Take it slow when he's, like... I'm pursuing... Pursuing Jimin and lying about it. (laughs) I know. Wow. I know. Okay. Please continue. When he gets to the studio, Jimin is leading the room through a series of stretches... Bent completely over, his legs spread, his head pointing down towards the ground. When Jimin swoops up, he sees Namjoon. Oh, look who it is, he says happily, my new dance partner. Namjoon says that he's just there to watch, and Jimin can sense that he's uncomfortable, so he allows Namjoon to watch the first dance. Jimin partners up with an attractive young man. He looks about Jimin's age, but slightly more muscular. They assume a very close position, Jimin with his hand on the young man's shoulder, and the young man appears to be leading with his hand pressed flush against Jimin's upper back. When the music starts and they begin to move, Namjoon cannot stop staring. Jimin's back is perfectly straight, his neck extended, shoulders down and pressed back. Their feet are moving fast, stepping, then spinning over and over. Their movements are incredibly sensual, hooking their legs and the man occasionally lifting Jimin into the air. The song ends and Namjoon didn't didn't even realize that other people were in the room dancing. That was 
That was so beautiful. That was amazing. Wow. Namjoon tells Jimin. <laughs> Jimin introduces the man he danced with as Taemin and that he teaches half the year when he's not there. He and Namjoon shake hands and Taemin excuses himself to assist with the other dancers. Jimin steps forward, holding his arms out ambiguously towards Namjoon as a sign to begin their dance lesson. Namjoon stares at his arms, then into his eyes. I'm... what... what do I hold? He stammers. You can choose. There aren't any rules. No one is confined to any role. If you want to lead, I'll follow, and vice versa. Hmm. It's strangely philosophical, and Namjoon finds himself stepping forward. He raises a hand and presses it against Jimin's back, like Taemin did, simply because the man appeared to remain on the ground while Jimin flew around him. Namjoon doesn't think he'd be able to get off the ground in any way. Jimin then brings himself very, very close, his chest pressing against Namjoon in a way he didn't see with Taemin. Jimin guides Namjoon through simple dance steps, and as the song ends, their eyes meet in the class mirror. There's a moment of silence before they break into laughter. Jimin mentions their drastic height difference, and Namjoon asks Jimin if he could ask him something or tell him something. Jimin gives him permission, and as Namjoon opens his mouth, the studio clock rings to signal the end of the lesson. And Jimin says, guess you'll just have to save it for our next lesson. Damn. <laughs> I know. Damn. Like, <laughs> Nam- leaving him like that. Like, it's mm-hmm. almost like hanging him out to dry a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Namjoon gets back to his Jungkook-less hotel room and writes in his journal of what Jimin had told him. There are no rules. No one is confined to a role. No one is meant to lead. No one is meant to follow. He writes in this journal throughout, and like I was, I didn't include it, but mm-hmm. it was just so cute and perfect and Namjoon-y. I love that. That's such like <laughs> a Namjoon on vacation type thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like going to go on vacation. I'm going to write down my thoughts from the day and like things that impact mm-hmm. me. And I can mm-hmm. look back on this journal later on. Mm-hmm. I love that. The next morning, Namjoon wakes up to Jungkook showering and naively thinks that he didn't bring Young back to their hotel room. He looks over to Jungkook's bed that's covered in comic drawings of Young in superhero suits with speech bubbles saying, why don't you take a photo? It'll last longer. And I don't fight, I love. <laughs> and Namjoon realizes that Jungkook is completely obsessed. Jungkook gets out of the shower and tells Namjoon that when he got back, Namjoon was out cold. Namjoon then notices a pair of rather small and familiar-looking red swim trunks on the floor. Jungkook frantically grabs and hides them. (laughs) (laughs) Namjoon and and Jungkook then bicker back and forth about whether or not Taeyang was actually in their hotel room that night and how they were literally two two feet away from Namjoon's unconscious sleeping body. They joke around, get breakfast, and then agree to get drinks with friends on Saturday. They split up again, Namjoon going to meditation, and Jungkook goes for a surfing class. After meditation, Namjoon invites Yoongi for drinks Saturday, and Yoongi agrees as long as he can bring his boyfriend. Cute. Namjoon then checks his phone, alarmed by five missed calls from Jungkook. Oh no. He calls him back, and Jungkook says that he's in the hotel parking lot, but that he's really okay. <laughs> Namjoon rushes down to the lobby parking lot to find Sakjin applying ointment to a red and welted Jungkook. Oh, no. 
Jungkook explains that during his surf lesson, he got stung by a swarm of jellyfish and that it's no big deal because Sukjin took him to the clinic and he's really fine. Okay. (laughs) Damn. That sounds so painful, though. Yeah. I feel really, for like the remainder of this fanfic, I feel really bad for Jungkook because he's just like in agony. Shit. (laughs) Emotional and physical agony. No. (laughs) (laughs) Despite being in an incredibly painful situation, Jungkook finds himself to invite Jin out for drinks with them on Saturday. So that's the end of the first chapter. That was um, a little bit chaotic. Yeah. For chapter one. It was. A lot of stuff happened. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Chapter two. Pause. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So peace. Peace. Yes. The next morning, Namjoon leaves Jungkook to sleep in because he looks exhausted and completely wiped from all the jellyfish stings. Namjoon goes to a cafe for breakfast and finds Jimin there. Taemin is also there. He brings Jimin a coffee cup and then leaves the cafe, leaving Jimin at the table alone. Namjoon wants to approach him, but then again, he can't. So he thinks he might leave the restaurant, but that might be even more obvious. So he decides to go sit down at a different table, but accidentally runs into a woman's chair, causing Jimin to look up and notice him. Jimin comes over and asks if he's interrupting anything and if he can join Namjoon at his table. They end up talking over the menu, and Jimin asks, So, why did you come here, Namjoon? To this resort, I mean. Namjoon thinks a little. You know, if you asked me that when I got here, I'd probably give you a conventional reason, you know, to relax. But now, I think I just came here for an alternate to what I have at home. Something different. Hmm. Are you happy back at home? Jimin asks. What do you do? I write. Well, I ghostwrite. Autobiographies and stuff. So I have that. My friends. My family. I guess I can't complain, right? Jimin gives him a distrustful look. Come on. I asked if you're happy. Namjoon shrugs. You want me to be honest? I don't think anyone's happy. You really think that? Jimin asks. In the extreme sense, yes, Namjoon says. Then he says that he feels he's bringing the mood down and he wants to change the topic, but Jimin continues and says he likes to talk about stuff like this. Yes, this is like, this is such a Jimin Namjoon mm-hmm. conversation. Like, I picture like them in Malta at dinner. Yes, yes. yes. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what I'm thinking. Like them at that little like street cafe or something mm-hmm. <sighs> talking about like promise and talking about this. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Because what I love about this is the characterization. I think yeah, the, the characters are so great. Yeah, it's really, it's really perfect. I love it. Okay. Namjoon smiles and asks more about Jimin and what he does. Jimin shares how he dances competitively and Taemin teaches while he's gone. Namjoon isn't sure how to ask what he really wants to ask. So he says, so your partners? Jimin clarifies that they're dance partners and not life partners. He then switches back to Namjoon and asks what he really wants to do, what his dream job is. Mm. Namjoon says that he'd like to write his own novel someday, and Jimin, of course, encourages him to seize the opportunity and do it. Jimin then all of a sudden gets an idea in his head and asks if Namjoon is free for the day. 
Namjoon thinks briefly back to Jungkook, but thinks he should be okay for a couple of hours. <laughs> Jimin decides to take him to a little swim spot nearby where he lives. Oh my god, can I just say that I feel mm-hmm. like Jimin is like gonna try to convince Namjoon to like move there. Yeah. Like, if you're not happy, (laughs) this is where you can be happy. Like, I'm happy doing my job here. Like, Mm -hmm. you can do your job here. And then they're going to fall in love and, like, live there together. Yeah. Is this this where we're going? I don't know. We'll see. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Jimin describes this place he's talking about as a little piece of nature they left as is when they built the housing for the resort workers. Jimin leads him through a little hole in the trees and down a muddy slope to a beautiful greenish-blue body of water. It looks quite shallow and incredibly clean. Namjoon closes his eyes, listening to the birds singing, soaking in the beauty of the secret spot Jimin has taken him to. When he opens his eyes, he notices Jimin's already removing his clothes. All of his clothes. (laughs) (laughs) Namjoon doesn't know what to do but look away. And he keeps looking away until Jimin is fully submerged underwater. Namjoon starts unbuttoning his pants and sees Jimin smirking as he floats in the pond. Namjoon says, I don't know if I'm going to be able to strip while you're watching me like that. (laughs) Jimin blows some bubbles in the water, but then slowly turns his body so he's facing the other way. Namjoon joins him in the pond and Jimin says, good choice. Which then Namjoon points out that up to this point, Jimin has told him multiple times that he has made good choices. Okay, so either they're about to like <laughs> do it or Jimin's about to like murder him. Like, <laughs> Why? Why did you go there? What? Because it's maybe it's just because of the last fanfic that I did with Jimin, yeah. but like he's like leading, he's like, Are you happy? Like pulling him in, leading him to like a secluded, <laughs> like, pond you know like a swimming i mean probably not but that's just those are the two options to me right now that would definitely be a plot twist (laughs) (laughs) sorry um okay they talk some more and namjoon can't seem to stop himself from calling jimin cute and jimin eventually asks how do you feel about kissing someone you met just a few days ago Namjoon seizes the opportunity, and things, of course, escalate up against the rocks on the pond. Ooh. Yeah. So after the <laughs> pond, Namjoon goes back to the hotel to find Jungkook still sound asleep. Namjoon's still high off the feeling of being with Jimin and decides to practice what Jimin taught him at his first tango lesson the other day. He practices the steps forwards and backwards, forwards and backwards, and spins happily on the spot to start again. And finds himself directly into Jungkook's eyes. <laughs> this is so cute. Like, <laughs> just the the imagery of Namjoon dancing alone in his mm-hmm. in his resort room, trying to like keep quiet. Yeah, love it. Love but he's it. not alone. <laughs> but he's not alone, right? He's keeping quiet because they're sleeping Jungkook right there. Mm-hmm. Incredible. But. He makes eye contact with Jungkook, who is still lying on the bed on his stomach, but his <laughs> eyes are now wide open, staring at Namjoon. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Namjoon blinks. Nothing. Stretching. Are you dancing? Jungkook asks, his voice almost a whisper, horrified. No. 
You're fucking dancing, Jungkook says, slowly getting up, then points to Namjoon's bedside table. The pamphlet. The salsa classes. (laughs) (laughs) Tango, Namjoon corrects. Aha, Jungkook says. I knew it. Jungkook then gets suspicious and thinks that Namjoon is trying to impress someone and asks if he likes someone here at the resort. Namjoon caves and tells him about his massive crush on the tango instructor and then fills Jungkook in on the recent events and how he also invited Jimin out for drinks on Saturday. I hope that Jungkook is like, well, don't move too fast with him. He did. I had to leave it out. So, But he, he did, <laughs> just he like does, Namjoon said to him. Yeah, they end up, yeah. what I love about it is that like, the story has a lot of Namjoon and Jungkook dynamic where they're kind of bickering, but they kind of understand each other. And mm-hmm. they're both just on this vacation getting really outside their comfort zones, which is what mm-hmm. I love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Saturday finally comes. Both Namjoon and Jungkook are a little nervous because both Taeyang and Jimin are going to be there. But once they get to the restaurant, they're greeted by a bubbly Taeyang and at least Jungkook's nerves subside. Sakjin joins them shortly after, sharing how he had a long day of driving, considering he had to drive all the way back to the airport because the family he was driving forgot one of their kids at the airport. Damn. Jin asks for the strongest drink on the menu, and Taeyang fills him in on the secret menu drink, the super extra Long Island iced tea. <laughs> and sounds like your kind of drink. <laughs> yeah, and he says it's basically poison. But of course, <laughs> Jin orders it. Yoongi and Hosak show up shortly after, and Namjoon finds that the couple's dynamic is perfect, and he isn't surprised he didn't find them together before. Finally, Jimin arrives, apologizing for being late, and that he and Taemin had a few kinks to figure out over one of their classes. Namjoon eases Jimin, saying he's glad he was able to make it. Which, something I love about this is that Namjoon, even though like Taemin is present, Namjoon is never jealous. Mm-hmm. Like, he's always really collected. I love that because he's Mm -hmm. like, you have your life, you have your job, like, Mm -hmm. this is a person that you're friends with. There's no Mm -hmm. reason to be jealous, you know? Mm -hmm. As the night goes on, everyone gets a little bit drunk, especially Jin and especially Taeyang. Taeyang starts to get emotional and says, I thought I was going to lose him. I really did. When I saw his back with the stings, I just, I thought that was it. (laughs) Namjoon laughs. You've literally known him for less than a week. But his comment doesn't even affect Taeyang in any sort of way. Love is love, you know, Hosak says, sucking an olive off a cocktail pick. I knew I was madly in love with Yoongi the day after my first meditation class. Sukjin asks, you sure he just didn't hypnotize you? Yoongi makes a gesture for Sukjin to stop talking, and the rest of them laugh. <laughs> I just love this scene because it's like they're all together. Yeah. And like it's the, so it's just so them. The dynamic, yeah. Yeah. Um while Sakjin's sharing his day again with all the others, Jimin starts to rub at Namjoon's thigh under the table, and Namjoon thinks he's a demon for being able to carry on a conversation with Jin while he's feeling up Namjoon under the table. A little distracted by Jimin's touches, Namjoon does manage to hear Taeyang telling the others how he knows someone who works for Marvel and he showed him Jungkook's drawings and he loved them and offered him a job. Namjoon Damn. and Jungkook's eyes meet because clearly Jungkook didn't mention this to him. Jungkook tells Taeyang, 
I told you, I'm not in their league right now, and I can't just give up my job at home for a vague opportunity like that. Taeyong puts his drink down on the table and reaches out and puts his hands on Jungkook's shoulder. You can do whatever you like. You're the most talented person I know. You're like the brightest star in the whole universe. The rest of the night is really fun for all of them, and they all leave at 1.30 in the morning. However, Taeyong drags Jungkook out to a nightclub while Jimin takes Namjoon back to his dance studio. At the studio, Jimin and Namjoon start to dance together. No tangoing, just prom style, swaying back and forth. Nuzzled on Namjoon's neck, Jimin brings up the possibility of Jungkook staying and if Namjoon would consider staying. Namjoon tells Jimin that he can't just quit his job and stay there and write. Jimin encourages him, telling Namjoon he really could if he wanted to. Right. Namjoon then says, I don't really know you, Jimin, but I feel like I need you around me. Jimin asks mm. how long he has left, and Namjoon says less than a week. He's got to choose. He's, He's got to choose. Uh, but a week, I feel like, you know, less than a week, a week-ish, like five days. Mm-hmm. If you really don't have anything really pulling you or keeping you mm-hmm. from making this decision, like you don't have a job you love, you don't have like other, like you don't have like a, you know, significant other or something keeping you in some place specifically, mm-hmm. like that's kind of enough time probably to make a decision like this. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, okay, Jimin encourages Namjoon to stay longer, and Namjoon really wants to, but he's doubting everything he has back home now. Jimin then says, you know, a very powerful man once said, you can do whatever you like, you're the most talented, brightest star in the universe, or something like that. <laughs> Namjoon blinks and asks, did you just quote drunk Young to me? Jimin nods, <laughs> and Namjoon leans in to kiss him on the lips. Cute. so cute, cute, cute. Okay. So cute. Young and Jungkook, they leave the nightclub and they go back to Young's place because Jungkook starts to have a nervous breakdown about leaving Young. He tells him that he can't fucking leave him and he doesn't want to get back to illustrating for this stupid show back home. Young helps calm him down, but as they're falling asleep, Young tells Jungkook he should stay and take the studio job. The next morning, Jungkook wakes up from an urgent text from Namjoon to meet at the commons. When Jungkook and Namjoon meet... They start by saying how they both want to say, but they both agree they're both too chicken shit to do it. The Damn. Next few, I know. <laughs> the next few times Namjoon meets Jimin, they don't talk about the fact that he's leaving. They just hang out at the cafe, go for walks, dance a little at the studio, have sex. Like there isn't a looming cloud over both of them. Jungkook follows a similar pattern with Young. The night before Namjoon is supposed to leave, Jimin slips a paper into the front of Namjoon's chest and tells him not to read it until he gets on the plane. The morning of checkout, Namjoon doesn't see Jimin. He does see Hosok and Yoongi at the front desk and a gloomy Jungkook sitting on the couch, his face mask pulled up right under his red eyes, his large glasses resting on his nose, staring off into space. Mm. He looks especially funny, though, because he's wearing a bright, colorful button-up top that Taeyong had given him. <laughs> they say goodbye to Yoongi and Hosok and then receive a call from Jin saying he'll be late but only by 10 minutes Nanjim tells them no worries and that they'll be waiting on the beach with their luggage when they reach the beach they sit on their suitcases and Namjoon can hear Jungkook sniffling into his face mask Namjoon says hey it's okay Jungkook reaches up and pulls off his mask throwing it down into the sand then reaches up and does the same with his glasses 
Just let it all out, Namjoon says, watching mm. Jungkook sniffle angrily to himself. Suddenly, Jungkook grabs the ends of his ugly button-up shirt and pulls it off. Whatever makes you feel good, Namjoon says, <laughs> confused. Let's go mm. for a swim, Jungkook says forcefully. Now, Jungkook just stares, waiting, refusing to repeat himself. Namjoon thinks, looking at Jungkook, then out of the water. Ten minutes. Fuck it, Namjoon says, peeling off his own shirt. They both go dive into the ocean, Jungkook hollering, Namjoon laughing, both of them letting the waves crash into them, allowing them to knock themselves over. When they crawl back to shore, Namjoon remembers. Oh, fuck, he suddenly says, sitting up and digging into his short pockets. Oh, fuck, oh, fuck. The plane tickets. These fucking tickets are... He pulls them out, a massive white, crumpled, sopping wet tissue. Jungkook stares at him with manic eyes. He doesn't say anything. It's okay, Namjoon says, mostly to himself. It's okay. They can just print it again at the airport, right? It's Uh not like they can't let us board. His phone is ringing. Namjoon stares down at his phone, then up at Jungkook again. At this point, we'll be late anyway. By the time they finish getting our tickets printed again, Jungkook nods. And customs? Namjoon thinks for a moment, then reaches for his shirt on the ground. He pulls out the little note from Jimin that he was supposed to read on the plane. Jungkook doesn't say a word. He watches Namjoon read, watches him finish reading, lower the note, fold it again, placing it back into his shirt. Namjoon looks at him. He takes a moment. Went to go for another swim. Yes. <laughs> they run back into the waves. Namjoon's phone still vibrating against the pale sand. The white pulp from the plane tickets drying in the sun. The note there being left behind. Jimin had wrote, You've made a lot of great choices on this trip. I hope you don't stop now. Love, Jimin. Oh. That's the story. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love it. I love it. So, I, I guess, like. I the really sappy ones. <laughs> well, I love the sappy. Mm-hmm. But, like. I, I guess, you know, so they ended up staying there. They were like, this is a sign. The tickets yeah. are yeah. destroyed. <sighs> Love it. Yeah. And also, can <laughs> I just say, he said 10 minutes. Like, they were going to swim for 10 minutes. So when they got out 10 minutes later, 10 minutes of time was the difference between them not having time to print more tickets and them having time to print more tickets. Like how close were they cutting their trip to the airport? <laughs> like, yeah, probably I mean, pretty close. I mean, come on guys, mm-hmm. but I love that. I love that ending. Yeah. The ending was especially good. I loved the character development. A lot of the dynamics, it just, it felt very real. It was very natural and, mm-hmm. That's what really sells me on a good fic where I'm like, this is so BTS. <laughs> yes. I feel like that's really what um, we both look for is like, does yeah. it seem like BTS to us? Like, is it not just one dimensional, but is it multifaceted in their personality? Yeah. And then is, is there like some development? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And now um, I just get to sit back and listen to yours. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So... My fic that I chose this week is published on Archive of Our Own, and it's called Reflection, and it's by Touch Jimin. Um, 
Okay. This was published very recently on September 9th, 2019. So just a couple days ago. Um, the word count is 14,739 words. It's only one chapter, just a lengthy chapter. Mm-hmm. And when I accessed this yesterday, it had under 500 hits and just a few comments and like a good amount of kudos. Um, I think it definitely deserves some more attention. It's really good. Okay. Um, it's also somewhat canon compliant, which I don't think I've really done a like a canon compliant type of episode mm-hmm. yet. Um, so I kind of liked that element to this one. Uh, As far as summary goes, I'm only going to tell you part of it because the whole thing would give the story away. Mm -hmm. But this, there's kind of like two quotes. The first one is, a journey soon begins, its prize reflected in another's eyes. When what you see is what you lack, then a selfless love will change you back. And then the other quote is, a journey of falling apart and the long road of how they put it back together. Oh, okay. 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 So we begin, (laughs) we begin on a hot Thursday evening in November at the Bangtan dorm. And this evening, BTS is sitting at a group meeting, like in the living room. Mm -hmm. It's important to note that all the windows to the dorm are open. So it's letting the warm summer breeze of Seoul filter through, Mm -hmm. um, throughout the home. Mm -hmm. And they're all kind of like a little bit sweaty because it's like a little bit warm, Mm -hmm. So, at this meeting, Namjoon decides to re-implement their Wednesday night dinners, which is a tradition that they started years ago, just after they all moved into the dorm. Um, The way they'll work is that they rotate every Wednesday, and then each member on their Wednesday will get to choose either a restaurant to eat at, or, like, they can cook a meal at home. Mm -hmm. Um, He also said that this first week is Soak Jin's week. So they basically stopped doing these dinners because they had gotten so busy. Mm -hmm. I think that this um, fanfic really takes place, like is kind of taking place current at present Mm -hmm. time right now with them being on break, just imagining them all together Um, because they stopped doing it because they broke into the American music market, um, which of course in the fanfic and in real life was incredible for them. But all of the time, together was spent promoting and touring so when they all had downtime they spent it alone and separately doing things that they like doing various hobbies exploring their interests out doing individual work kind of like Mm -hmm. you know we see them doing now June visiting museums Mm -hmm. or whatever yeah so ultimately Wednesday night dinners are reinstated and there's a no missing it policy no excuses so this announcement from Nam June makes Tae Young, who's laying on the couch with his thin T-shirt bunched up towards his neck, like up under his armpits, <laughs> exposing his stomach entirely yes. because he's trying to cool the sweat on his stomach. Um, this makes him groan in disdain. Mm-hmm. And then right after that, Yoongi chimes in to say that he has studio time scheduled for next Wednesday night um, but then he guesses that he can push it back with a whisper of no excuses from Jungkook coupled with a 
kick under the table. Mm-hmm. So, and this also made Jim and giggle, which I just love that um, mm-hmm. little added thing. So, Tae Young obviously already like not in a great mood. He mocks Yoongi, sneering, saying like, "I guess I can push it back," and <laughs> um, he like. He says, like, he's thinking that he, pre- like, he meant to have a more playful tone, but just the heat has got him kind of all riled up. Mm-hmm. So Yoongi, in turn, glares back at him, calls him a brat, and points out that only an hour prior, Young spoke about having plans with Sojun. So... Then he basically smugly asked Young if he can't remember that he said that because he's an airhead. <gasps> wow. Yeah. Wow. So Jimin's eyes bug out at this comment. Um, Jungkook looks at Young nervously. And then Namjoon is just sitting there like frustratedly pinching the, the bridge of his nose, mm-hmm. just wondering when he's going to have to intervene. <sighs> So Taeyong scoffs and he says he does have plans, but unlike someone, he decided to keep his mouth shut and change his plans for the benefit of the family. And then Yoongi, in turn, said, like, basically, is like, what's your fucking problem? And Young turns around and says the same thing back, except for he says, what's your fucking problem, prick? And wow. they, I know. <laughs> um, and then they, so they almost fight. They literally almost get in, like, a fist fight. Like, they're, like, starting to kind of shove each other. So Namjoon slides in between them, presses his hand on both of their chests and like pushes them away. I think like Hosok runs up behind and helps pull them apart too. Um, then Sok Jin steps out of the kitchen where he has been begun to plan his dinner menu for the next week. And he just like disappointedly like shakes his head and mm-hmm. looks at Young and is just like, go to your room. Yeah. So... Young, like he you know feels a little foolish feels bad and so he goes to his room and then he, as he's walking away he can hear Jin talking to Yoongi to just kind of like tell him like hey you're the young like just be the bigger person let it go mm-hmm. so basically Young and Yoongi have got some beef um, we're not really sure like what the problem is mm-hmm. other than it doesn't seem like it's just one thing. It seems like it's many things compounded onto each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just seems like it's kind of slowly built the tension between them. They, uh, a quote that I really like is that the palpable storm brewing between them, um, Ooh. is kind of coming and that it's been ignored due to the busy schedule. So since they're on break and they have more downtime, it's like really bubbling to the forefront. Mm -hmm. So from here, I'm like skipping a lot, uh, like a few little instances of them bickering, but they're pretty much avoiding each other completely as much as they can. Um, They have little arguments or skirmishes here and there whenever they do come in contact. For example, at Jin's Wednesday night dinner, uh, Yoongi spilled a pitcher of water on Young's plate. And then to retaliate, Young kicked Yoongi in the junk under the table. Oh my like, gosh, this is like so bad. Like they obviously have yeah. some shit going on. 
dude and like the rest of the members are like what the fuck like this did not used to be an issue mm-hmm. like what is going on mm-hmm. um and that's just like the most extreme example between like they're bickering back and forth but it's a lot of like little passive aggressive comments and just being nasty to each other so anyways this is like something that's beginning to affect the whole group so two Fridays later at the mall, the Macne line go to the mall. Um, immediately inside, Jimin ditches the other two to go into an American department store. So Jungkook and Young go to the food court for Slurpees, chili dogs, and soft pretzels. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're like sitting there in the food court, and Jungkook asks Young why him and Yoongi aren't as close anymore. Um, so Young replies that he doesn't really know. They used to be really cool in the beginning, but now it seems that Yoongi doesn't take him seriously and that he thinks that he doesn't contribute anything to the band. And he said once that Yoongi told him the role of all the other members in the band, like this person's lead vocal, this is head dancer, songwriter, fashionista, visual producer, etc. He like in this quote, it's, a, it's like all of the things that we say about BTS. Mm-hmm. It's like, literally every uh, it's like multiple roles for every member yeah. but then Jungkook asked what Yoongi had to say about Young, and he was like he said that I was the clown and Aww. he didn't yeah and he didn't mention anything about his voice um, so yeah so Young says the root of his problem is that Yoongi just refuses to see Young for who he actually is mm-hmm. like he thinks he's just this doofy you know airhead clown but doesn't see him for like the artist and the hard worker and the passionate person that he is yeah so Jungkook acknowledges that that's pretty shitty of Yoongi and then he says that he understands where Young is coming from and he's kind of like on his side um so then Jimin comes up to them holding with like arms full of various sizes of shopping bags and he's like Gucci is having an all-store 15% off sale let's <laughs> fucking go so that's, that's kind of the end of end of that I love that with all the maknees going to to shop together because obviously yeah, they've done that before like, mm-hmm yeah, and just the one-on-one of Taeyang getting to confide in Jungkook, I really enjoyed that aspect. Mm-hmm. So in the third week of December, so this is like, you know, a month and a half later from the beginning, um, this time it is Young's choice for dinner. And his birthday will come four days after this dinner. So he's kind of treating this dinner as a preemptive celebration with his BTS family. Mm-hmm. Um, so he chooses a nearby restaurant that is known to have the best roasted duck. He was thinking about Panda Express, but he was like, last minute, had <laughs> yeah. a craving for roasted duck. Mm-hmm. So... They went to that same restaurant the previous week for Jimin's choice, but Taeyang, when they went, did not have the duck. Um, Yoongi, of course, they're still beefing, so he has something snide to say about this, like, why'd you pick this restaurant? We just went here. Mm-hmm. Um Yoongi's also just like being pissy like he's mad that it's supposed to storm and that surely they will get caught out in the rain and it's gonna you know just be a huge inconvenience and he's saying that Young should have just chosen a meal that they could have eaten at home um and Young is like he basically tells him to get over it 
So this really annoys Yoongi. When they get out of the car, under his breath, Yoongi says, get over it, as he trips Young, and Young falls, like, flat on the sidewalk. What the fuck is like, Yoongi's problem? When I'm telling you that they're hardcore fucking beefing, like, that, like mad at each other like hateful towards each other it's crazy malicious goodness yeah really um so anyways jungkook ends up helping taehyung up and then to make things even better uh by the time both taehyung and yoongi make it into the restaurant the only open spaces at the table are right next to each other um i imagine taehyung sitting at the, like the end of the table and yoongi sitting on the corner on his left and jungkook sitting on the corner on his right mm-hmm. that's what i imagine okay. so you can imagine that too mm-hmm. okay so at dinner namjoon begins the conversation as is typical just kind of prompting everybody to catch up on their week and kind of talk about what's going on um once they kind of chit chat for a while hosok asks taehyung why he wanted to eat there again so taehyung says for two reasons one he really wanted duck and last week uh, the second reason is that last week he got a really annoying fortune cookie, something about his fortune being on another cookie. So, of course, he needed to come back and get another, <laughs> another one. Yeah, yeah. Right. So Jungkook was about to speak, but Yoongi quickly cuts him off and implies that Young is childish for, you know, that those being his reasons um Taeyong at this point his blood is just boiling but he grabs a fortune cookie when the basket is passed around the table this really reminds me sorry to interrupt it really reminds mm-hmm. me of freaky friday okay okay <laughs> just hold that thought so when Yugi gets the basket, he like just laughs about it and tosses it back to the middle of the table. So he doesn't get a cookie. Um, Taeyong opens his fortune and it reads, a journey soon begins. It's prize reflected in another's eyes. Yeah. When what you see is what you lack, then a selfless love will change you back. Yeah. So dinner continues. <laughs> and then at one point... Young got up to go to the restroom and upon returning to the table he sees a soggy fortune cookie floating in his water glass um and everybody's just kind of looking around while Yoongi just tries to stifle his laughter um and then the cherry on top when the duck arrives, Young he's like salivating. His eyes are huge and bright and his mouth is open. And right as it's being lowered down in front of him, Yungi turns and sneezes right on it. Wow, what a like, dick. <laughs> Sorry, Yungi. Literally, I have written. <laughs> I have written, he's just straight up being a dick. Like, <laughs> so... <laughs> So at this point, Taeyang is full of rage. He gets up from the table and goes outside into what has now become a full thunderstorm. Mm. He, um, the others send Yoongi after him to apologize and bring him back in. But Yoongi doesn't even get a half-assed apology out when he comes out. Uh, he just says he didn't do anything wrong and that Taeyang can stay out there and get sick if he wants to. Mm. Um, so the thunder even, the thunder is so strong that it shakes the ground between them as Yoongi turns to grab the door to go back inside mm-hmm. and Young goes home leaves everyone else there goes home 
hungry, gets drunk, and goes to bed. Okay. Mm-hmm. So. All right. Freaky Friday. <laughs> yeah. In the morning, he wakes up in Yungi's studio, drooling on the keyboard. Yungi's studio. Okay. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know how he got there. He notices he has on black nail polish. In the dim lighting, he sees his blonde hair has been dyed black. What the fuck? Why did he let Jimin do that? He thinks. He pulls out his phone only to find that it isn't his phone. It's Yungi's phone. Why does he have Yungi's phone? He makes his way down the hallway and he walks by a full length mirror. Horrified, his eyes widen and he realizes the reflection looking back at him isn't him at all, mm-hmm. but Min Yungi. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? He says, <laughs> startling himself as he hears Yungi's voice come out. And yes, bitch, it's Freaky Friday. <laughs> like, I was, <laughs> I, I knew that you were going to figure it out before we got to this point, but I'm just like, when I got to this, I was like, oh, fuck yes. Like, this yeah. is so great. Yeah. Confirmed. <laughs> this is what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. So, he navigates back to the dorms, not remembering much. Uh, he thinks that he blacks out, um, but it's he's just in shock so much. He passes the other on the others on his way into the dorm, but he just ignores them and goes right down to his bedroom door. And it's locked because Nam June always locks it. Um, so he just like starts pounding on the door. Um, mm-hmm. Finally, somebody comes to the door, and Taeyang when the door opens, sees his own eyes grow wide and his own pink lips part in surprise and his own voice whisper, what the fuck? (laughs) As Yoongi realizes he's in Taeyang's body. Wow. Interesting. So, yeah. So Yoongi pulls Taeyang into the bedroom. Namjoon still sleeping just feet away. Taeyang says that he's either dreaming or Jimin finally convinced him to do acid with him, which is just <laughs> yes. too funny. Mm-hmm. And Yoongi replied that it's definitely not acid because he's not dumb enough to try that shit no matter how many times Jimin asks. <laughs> which I just think is so funny. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, they obviously have no clue why this is happening to them or what caused it, but they both, after a bit of bickering, agree that they have to switch back ASAP. Mm-hmm. Um, they even try the classic Lindsay Lohan Freaky Friday move, which is running at each other full speed and smacking <laughs> directly into each other. Yeah. Um, they literally do it like 10 times <laughs> oh, do and they? unsurprisingly it does not work um before going out to be with the others they do s- decide to keep it a secret which i was like you know it might be helpful to like tell them you mm-hmm. know they could help you figure it out but they don't obviously mm-hmm. um so i'm just gonna go over a few situationally funny things that happen because of this body swap instead of spending a ton of time on it mm-hmm. so one funny thing that happens is Taeyang walks over and cuddles Jungkook on the couch you know being in Yoongi's body mm-hmm. and in reality so in reality the rest of the group is watching the quietest least cuddly young mm-hmm. Yoongi snuggle up to the maknae mm-hmm. and Yoongi in Taeyang's body is like over on the other side of the room like glaring because he's like so <laughs> mad like this is not something that he would just go up and he do. He would do that yeah. 
Right. So Young realizes his error and then tries to like play it off. <laughs> Another funny thing is that they have dance rehearsal and at dance rehearsal, they're trying to perform each other's choreography and like make each other's marks and they keep like slamming into each other and mm-hmm. forgetting where they're supposed to go. Um, Young as Yoongi loudly admits like Hosok comes up to him and he's like so what's been up with you and Young lately and so Young's like yeah I mean I just I'm just an asshole just on purpose <laughs> yeah like yeah. I just I make fun of Young and I start fights on purpose and it's my fault that mm-hmm. we fight like cats and dogs and I'm a scrawny pestering cat and Young is a cute fluffy dog yeah and <laughs> So, like, he says this loud as fuck, you mm-hmm. know, as Yoongi's on the other side of the room. Yeah. So, another funny thing is, like, they're in this situation for a while. So, like, they have to shower naked and, like, they mention, like, they have to see each other's bodies, which, like, um, in a normal fanfic, maybe that'd be, like, ooh, steamy, ooh, kinky. But, like, in this one, they fucking hate each other. So, they're, yeah. like, it's not great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Anyways, they don't really go into that detail either. They like briefly mention it. Yeah. Yeah. So next, something unfunny and actually quite sad happens. Um, Young has to experience his 24th birthday out of his own body. And instead he's in Yoongi's. Oh, that's sad. That's sad. Yeah. So Yoongi is frantic over all these texts and phone calls that he's receiving as Young, and he gets a, a call from Young's mom and like runs down the hall and puts it on speakerphone and Young has to silently coach Yoongi through what to say Aww. as Young's mom sings him a nursery rhyme from his childhood. No. It's like, oh, it's so sad. It's so sad. And like, before the call ends, Young has tears welled up in his eyes mm-hmm. and like his chest is aching. And Yoongi, you know, even though they have all this beef, like obviously the the compassion for each other is starting to build a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, he tries to comfort him just as Jungkook bursts through the door singing happy birthday. So Jungkook runs over to Yoongi Young. And gives him a huge hug, which of course makes Young's heart hurt even more. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, oh, I don't think you're ready for this. Oh, no. So Jungkook pulls out a CD with words scribbled on the cover. He says the CD contains a golden closet film of just them, Young and Jungkook, Jungkook. Oh. on... On their trip to Saipan and a few covers of songs that remind him of Saipan and remind him of Taeyang. Um, he said these are things just for Tay that he will never release. And the cover of the CD case just has Jungkook plus Taeyang written in Sharpie with little doodles of Cookie and Tata. No. So I know sweet. it's so cute. <laughs> I could actually cry now with you saying that. Oh, that's so perfect. Isn't it so cute? Mm-hmm. I know. So Jungkook kisses what he thinks or who he thinks is Young's temple before leaving and then Young waits until the afternoon when everyone is kind of lazily lounging around the dorm to curl up in his own room and watch the CD with headphones in. And his body shakes as he sobs over the film and the songs. Aww. 
and it's just so sad. Oh my gosh. Okay. So now we're at the part that we get to in every Freaky Friday story where there is like this moment where they figure out how the fuck this happened to them. And so this is where we're at. Mm -hmm. So at this point, like a month has gone by since they've swapped bodies. Mm -hmm. So Yoongi, while doing Young's laundry so that he can have some clean clothes to wear, finds a rolled up piece of paper in a shirt pocket. Um, It's the fortune from the dinner at the roasted duck restaurant from the night before they switched. Um, So Yoongi like runs into his studio where Young has been hanging out because he's mm-hmm. pretending to be Yoongi and he's just like watching the Golden Closet film video over mm-hmm. and over again. Um, Yoongi runs in and he's basically like, what the fuck is this? Uh, so just as a reminder, uh, the fortune cookie said, a journey soon begins its prize reflected in another's eyes when what you see is what you lack then a selfless love will change you back. So they deduce that this fortune has to be the cause of them switching. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so Young wonders aloud what he's lacking and promptly tells Yoongi to fuck off when Yoongi says that what he's lacking is talent, even what though... What the fuck? I know. Okay, okay. Don't get mad because, like, at this point, he's totally kidding. Like, they've gotten past, oh, like, okay. all this, like, petty bull... Like, he's he's immediately like, I'm kidding. Like, you know, sorry, whatever. I'm kidding. Yeah. Old habits, you know? Okay. Um, so he also says that he doesn't know what he mean what it means either. Um, they know that it does not mean they're supposed to fall in love because mm-hmm. ew, they're both like fuck that we're not falling in love. Yeah. Um, but they're happy that they at least found it, so they know that they have something to work towards now. Yeah. So there's a little bit of progress. Good. Okay. So a few days later, they are at rehearsal at a stadium for a concert. So Young is sitting in the stadium seating, watching Yoongi on stage, trying to perfect the singularity routine, which like, Ugh. how surreal would that be? How, mm-hmm. how weird. Um, so he thinks about the morning he had filming scenes for the upcoming August D music video. <gasps> I know. Uh. Like, <laughs> speaking it into existence. It. I know. <laughs> Uh, so Jungkook plops down next to Young and begins talking about someone who he thinks is so handsome. And he says this person is Young, who, of course, you know, obviously Tae- Jungkook thinks he's talking to Yoongi. Um, yeah. He has previously sought advice from Yoongi about a crush, but he like hasn't said any specifics. Oh my gosh. So Young is just stunned as Jungkook ogles over Yoongi performing his way through singularity on stage with his honey golden skin and his unfairly perfect face Mm -hmm. um so Jungkook is like let me show you who I have a crush on so he pulls out his phone and he opens up his pictures and starts showing him pictures of like paintings that he made because the advice Yoongi previously gave him was to like channel his feelings into into art so Mm -hmm. he started painting so here's some of the paintings that there that there were there was a strawberry a vermilion fruit the Han River a painting full of swirls of purples, pinks, and reds, an orange and brown painting with a small heart in the corner, 
a painting of Yantan, and then last was just a painting of Taeyang asleep. Oh my gosh, Kayla, what are you trying to do to me? <laughs> Listen, I when I got into this fanfic, when I got into this. I did not know that this was going to be like side take hook. I didn't read all the tags. I just read, um, I was like looking for something with a plot twist. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. I just read like Young, Yoongi, Freaky Friday, AU, semi canon. And I was like, perfect. Sounds awesome. Let's read yeah. it. So this was totally unexpected. And when I got to tag the side shit, cause like I had no, I was a but little they mad, did, but I just skipped was, over it. Yeah. I was a yeah. little mad that mine didn't say side take hook and then I'm reading it. I'm like, oh my gosh, our listeners are going to think I'm just only ever going to read take hook fix. <laughs> <laughs> but like when I, when I'm so glad that this one had it um, and that I didn't know because it was so much of a surprise when I was reading it for the first time. And um, I just knew that this would be such a great one to share with you. So mm-hmm. back to the fic. Um, so the last thing is that he saw the picture of himself asleep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Young nervously realizes what this must mean. He also thinks that Yungi better keep his hands to himself while they, until they can figure out how to switch back. Oh gosh. Oh so, no. <laughs> I'm only summarizing this, but even the summary of this excerpt is just so sweet. So summarizing this amazing moment, but in this moment, Taeyang, Taeyang instinctively knows that in all universes, in all possibilities, there is not a single one where he does not fall in love with Jungkook. Oh, my heart. I know. I know. It's <laughs> okay, so later in Taeyang's bedroom with Yoongi. Taeyang throws himself on the bed crying, asking Yoongi if he knew Jungkook was in love with him. And of course, Yoongi had no idea. He said Jungkook had confided in him, but had not offered up any names. So Taeyang cries even harder, and Yoongi pulls Tae into his arms, and he puts Taeyang's head on his chest and just squeezes him tight, mm-hmm. and he just kind of rubs his back and soothes him until his breathing becomes regular again. Mm-hmm. In a rare moment of complete vulnerability on Yoongi's behalf, he shares that he's always been jealous of Young for his ability to be so carefree. It's mm-hmm. exactly how he wishes he could be. Young tries to interrupt, but he just keeps talking. Um, he shares that his father died when he was 10 and that from 13 against child labor laws, he worked at a slaughterhouse to provide for his mom and his sister because his mom was so broken and depressed that she couldn't work. Um, and all of the money that he made went to just paying the bills and keeping food on the table. And like, they were almost evicted multiple times. Um, Yoongi continues and says that he knows that for Young, the he knows the loss of family members that Young has gone through, as well as the fact that Young also grew up poor on a farm, mm-hmm. and he knew what it was like to have nothing and have to make something from nothing. He he said that he was jealous that it didn't change Young like it changed him. Um, Yungi said he has a bitterness inside him, whereas sunshine beams out of Young. 
and things that should have broken Taeyong didn't, but they broke Yoongi. And he continues to confide in Taeyong, mm-hmm. saying that sometimes he feels dead inside. Some days are better than others. Um, but he doesn't have an excuse for the way that he's been treating Taeyong. Other than that, he's just broken. Mm-hmm. Um, but he realizes through everything that he's gone through, um, you know, that everything that he's gone through has gotten him to this point mm-hmm. to be together with the rest of BTS. Mm-hmm. And he's been acting and living as Young for the past few weeks and he realized how much he is loved and how much they're both loved so much mm-hmm. so throughout this Young cries and he promises Yoongi that they'll be better together and they promise each other to do better by one another and they kind of drift off to sleep as Yoongi plays with Young's hair. And Young says, love you, Yoongi. And then Yoongi replies back, love you too, kid. And they, and they fall asleep. So in the morning, Young sits up in bed and pulls back the blanket to reveal a sleeping Yoongi with soft black hair falling onto oh, his face, yay. small hands tucked under the pillow. And then he's like, wait, I'm looking at Min Yoongi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not at Kim Taeyong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he's like, they switched back. So he wakes Yoongi up, who sits up so fast that they smack foreheads. Um <laughs> And you're right. And they laugh and they hold each other's faces in their hands and Mm -hmm. they're just smiling at one another. And Taeyong's heart feels so full and they just know that their heart to heart fixed it all. Yeah. So Taeyong steps out of the hallway as Yoongi goes to step into the shower and he immediately comes across Jungkook. Mm -hmm. So he's overcome with so much emotion because he's Mm -hmm. experienced all these intimate little things with Jungkook like as Yoongi Mm -hmm. and he knows things now that he didn't know when he was still Mm Taeyong. So he immediately wraps Taeyong up in a full passionate embrace and he's just missed him so much. Young then takes Jungkook into his bedroom, grabs his personalized golden closet film, pops it into his laptop, and lays down on bed with on the bed with Jungkook, and he puts the laptop on Jungkook's stomach. Mm-hmm. Um, so they watch it together now for the first time, oh. and special memories of them together in Saipan flash across the screen as "There for You" by Troy Sivan plays in the background. Oh. Um, it's the fifth. It's the fifth time that Young has watched it and he still feels the familiar burn of tears forming in his eyes. Jungkook is not even watching. Instead, he's just Looking staring at directly at Young. Yeah. yeah. Then he puts his arm naturally around Young and Tae cuddles closer into his chest. When it ends, Young sits up and says, I fell in love with you there. Which is just like, I know. (laughs) So, um, Taeyang, for a second, Taeyang is worried that he like might have just fucked everything up because Jungkook pulls away with like a really serious look on his face. But Jungkook says, don't tell me that if you don't mean it. I can't take it if it's not real. Mm-hmm. So Taeyong says, oh, Gookie, I wouldn't lie. Not about that. I love you. I just wanted you to know. 
And then Jungkook replies, Tae, you know I love you too, that I'm in love with you. And then Young is kind of like, well, how could I know that? Like, I, you know, I don't know that. Uh-huh. And Jungkook pulls out his phone and opens up the pictures of the paintings. And he says, because I showed this to you last night at the stadium. Well, technically, I showed Yoongi. Um, but his eyes watered when I showed him a picture of Yanten. Curious, hmm? Why would Min Yoongi, I have a heart of stone, cry over your yeah. dog? Yeah. So Jungkook looks sweetly at Young as Tae asks, Jungkook, did you know before you showed me, like, Yoongi, yeah. did you know? Mm-hmm. And a grin spreads across Jungkook's face with his eyes closing. He looks pleased with himself. His eyes snap open and Young can see flecks of gold shining in his brown eyes and he's Ugh. mesmerized. Mm-hmm. And Jungkook says... I gave you the fortune, didn't I? <gasps> oh. Bitch. <laughs> he set it I was up. Like, he planned it. I know. I was like, he did this. Okay. So <laughs> I just want to read this excerpt. So this is just like the perfect reaction and just a really good example of how incredible this writing is in this fanfic. says, and time stops on its axis. Every moment of the last few weeks flickering like a highlight reel in front of him. From the moment Jungkook's warm fingers pressed the fortune cookie into Young's hands to when he woke up this morning in his own skin, he gasps, eyes jumping to Jungkook's, and Jungkook kisses the gasp right out of him. Uh. Steals... Uh, steals the breath right from his lungs, smooth, warm lips pressing purposefully against Young's parted mouth. It's electric. It's mind-numbing. It's heart-stopping. His fingers grasp at Young's hips and yank him closer, hips flush against each other's. It's life-altering. It's a slice of heaven right here in Korea, in Young's bed, in Young's arms. It's home and everything he's ever wanted. Wow. So, yeah. That is so, um, so beautifully in this written. Moment, yeah. Like, the whole story is written so beautifully mm-hmm. like that. Like, I summarized it so much. I'm not even doing justice to, like, how incredible this writing is. Uh-huh. Um but so by the end of this, Young knows everything will be okay. He's not broken and neither is Yoongi nor Jungkook. All mm-hmm. is right in the world in the hearts of Yoongi, Young, Jungkook, and the rest of the Bangtan dorm. And Young even occasionally cuddles up to Yoongi on the couch instead of Jungkook. And the first time that he does this, the incredibly surprised five other members stop what they're doing kind of one by one and are so happy that they dogpile on top of Young and Yoongi, showering them in love, laughter, Aww. hugs, and kisses. So this is the last couple lines of the story, and I just wanted to share them verbatim. It says, somewhere between the tangle of limbs, Jungkook finds Young's hand and squeezes, and Young makes a mental note to thank him later, again. He'll thank him forever. He'll probably love him forever, too. Aww, and that's the end. That's the end? Yeah. Wow. That was really great. You always find really good plot, intri- like very plot twisting turn of events fix that are just so intriguing. I, um, I searched for like seven hours. Yeah. Like 
I really, I spent most of my Sunday like doing that and then a couple hours yesterday mm-hmm. so summarizing yeah yeah but um thank you i um yeah. i really enjoyed this fic i'm glad that you knew it was freaky friday before we like got, got to it, it yeah. um, <laughs> but i loved the kind of the plot twist of it being like a jungkook love interest oh, because yeah. i thought i was like oh like it's gonna be like Young and Yoongi like they're gonna like through walking in each other's shoes they're gonna like fall in love blah uh-huh. blah blah but no yeah. it was Taekook and yeah yeah and then yeah of course Jungkook set it all up which is even better mm-hmm. so yeah yeah I was not expecting the side Taekook but it always seems to sneak its way in <laughs> <laughs> it's just there in like every single fanfic like yeah. even in g cook fanfics there's still side take up like <laughs> probably <laughs> right right mm-hmm. wow i really loved that we both had really good ones this week and so we I, needed to do a fanfic it does take a long time a to find a good fic it is the majority of research time of just finding a good fic because we read through so many uh-huh. because I think for both of us, we want something that like is like seems character realistic, yes. um, but also has like a good plot line that's strong throughout. Like some mm-hmm. of them start really, really strong and you're like excited about the possibilities of where it could go. And then yeah. it kind of goes to like the least exciting one. Mm-hmm. Anyways. But yeah, I enjoyed yours too. I loved it. Yeah. Okay. Wow. okay well that was our what, fifth installment of six i don't know yeah i have no fucking clue <laughs> <laughs> um whatever the episode title <laughs> says but yeah, yeah this uh, is episode 84 i forgot how how much i love doing these so i kind of want to yeah. do another one again soon <laughs> Me too. Me too. Um, If you enjoyed this episode or any of our previous episodes, you can let us know by reaching out to us on any of our social media or on email. And again, we really appreciate iTunes reviews. They mean a lot to us and they're really, really sweet and kind. And we want to thank you guys for all the reviews that we've gotten so far. Mm -hmm. Um, Please reach out to us and you can find links for all of those things in the description. Thanks for listening and thanks for standing BTS.